baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good evening, folks. It's time for your Monday live edition of It's News to Us, our daily podcast taking a look at the day's top stories. Although today we're going to do something a little different uh, because Friday's live edition was uh, so weird where we were actually doing this live on the scene, which is great. This is a great uh, use of the technology um, to, to make it live from the scene. Um, we weren't able to get the uh, full discussion of the uh, the sentencing in the Lucia Bremer case um, because David had to, to leave and uh, talk with the Commonwealth's attorney. We're going to actually sort of rehash a little bit of that and talk to David about um, the um, the uh, sentencing in the Bremer case from Friday. And David is now with us on the call. And as I was uh, introing you, I mentioned, you know, we, we had that situation where, and it's great that this technology works. You were able to do with the podcast live from Henrico uh, Circuit Court on Friday, yes. but you also ended up having to um, having to um, break off to talk to the uh, Commonwealth's attorney. So um, let, let's sort of rehash. I mean, you you sat through hours and hours and hours of, of testimony. Mm-hmm. What now, a couple of days later, really still stands out to you from 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 that yes from that on Friday. So the the two sort of uh, I, the, the things that really have uh, stuck with me um, are one, you know, just the emotional nature of the first half of that uh, sentencing, because that was devoted to, um, you know, family, friends, including the, the friends uh, and neighbors who uh, found uh, Lucia Bramer. And, you know, did CPR on her until the uh, emergency services arrived. They gave their impact statements. It was, you know, they were uh, close enough friends that, you know, she apparently would go on family vacations with them. Um, And this was uh, a detail that I wasn't, you know, fully aware of until sitting through the sentencing is uh, when this happened, um, Lucia Bramer was with a friend of hers who was 11. And that friend, they were in this friend's garage when Dylan Williams walked in with a, with a gun and actually put it to the head of the 11 year old who had the wherewithal to slap it away and run, uh, which is then when he uh, killed uh, Lucia Bramer. Uh, and that 11 year old who is now 13, you know, gave her impact statement as well as, you know, Lucia Bramer's brothers and parents. It was a very emotional uh, the courtroom was packed with people who clearly had connections to the family. Um, and after that, um, the a neuropsychologist who essentially um, it, it's they it's a psychologist and psychiatrist who also um, studies how the brain's function contributes to that. So basically, he's qualified to say if you know through these evaluations if somebody has certain learning disabilities or uh, other sort of personality disorders, 
uh, cognitive disorders, that sort of thing. Um, he had done an eight hour evaluation of Dylan Williams uh, a couple months ago, and he was the expert that uh, was sort of responsible for all the diagnostics to see if, you know, did he have, you know, uh, apparently through over the years, people who had uh, worked with Dylan Williams had brought up the possibility of uh, autism or certain other uh, cognitive things going on. Um, and he essentially said, other than a learning disability in math and a relatively slow processing speed, meaning just, you know, he thinks a little slower, he talks a little slower. Um, there were no uh, cognitive uh, conditions. There were no learning disabilities, um, but he diagnosed, and there was a bit of confusion over this because of when you're allowed to diagnose someone with this in the U.S. versus internationally, but he all but diagnosed Dylan Williams officially with um, antisocial personality disorder, which is better known as sociopathy, which by the time you have reached the, you know, the age of 16, um, there have been little to no cases of being able to really change the, uh, the person's behavior and mindset with antisocial personality disorder through behavior therapy. So um, essentially what that means is uh, between that diagnosis and his interviews with Dylan Williams, where, you know, Williams had apparently been planning this for a year, but his, he chose very randomly um, just went to the Godwin soccer field and just picked out two people and followed them home. Um, and he expressed no regret. He said, you know, he felt good after doing it. He would do it again. He just didn't want to get caught, you know, some pretty disturbing details from this evaluation. Um, you know, the, the, this expert's take was essentially, uh, I believe the phrase was he has, you know, a high risk of recidivism and a, the prognosis for, um, reform is low, essentially that he didn't see that without, a huge amount of effort from Williams, which Williams, at least when he talked to him, wasn't showing, um, you know, the initiative for, he didn't see a a great chance of this being able to change. Um, So those were, you know, the details from the interview and then the details from these impact statements, which beyond the ones that were read in the courtroom, uh, there were 75 impact statements submitted, which Shannon Taylor said she had never seen anything like before. Um, those were two of these sort of standout overarching, uh, factors from last Friday, as well as just in sort of a, you know, uh, an interesting moment just before the sentence was read out, Dylan Williams spoke for the first time in that the all day, um, just to, he, you know, the judge asked him if he had anything he wanted to say, and he said, you know, I'm sorry. I know what I did was wrong. And then I believe the phrase he used was, uh, if, if I could take, take my life and bring her back, I would, but I'm not God. So I can't do that. And then, and then he was sentenced. I sat through a hearing for Williams back in December of 21. And I I don't think I saw him say a single word, even to his lawyers during that hearing. And I sat into a a similar length hearing that you sat in uh, Mm -hmm. on Friday and I, I, you know, I, I, if you told me that he was basically catatonic, I would have believed you that he was catatonic. Um, so it's it, mm-hmm. it's interesting that 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 they didn't find additional um, mental health issues because because that whole hearing that I participated, you know, that I that I followed, 
seemed to suggest that he he had some serious health issue mental health issues but this 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 uh seemed to suggest that i mean he had antisocial um mental health issues but they seem to suggest mm-hmm. he had you know ptsd and something 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 else as well he yeah, apparently had nothing to suggest ptsd or uh or autism or other sort of uh you know anything other than these processing issues uh which are just you know his iq was within a, an expected range it's just um it, it, you know it's this antisocial personality disorder diagnosis was sort of an, an important factor understood moving moving on from this story you also uh handled the details of an incident up in fairfax which sort of tied tied into um because we've had some law enforcement, uh, police interactions, law enforcement interactions, I should say, recently. You know, we have the OTNO case here. But up in Fairfax, there was a uh, incident where a uh, alleged shoplifter at uh, Tyson's Corner Center, I believe, uh, was, was shot and killed. And uh, the officer, the, the Fairfax officer was fired. Um, well, the grand jury came back today and actually there were some s- surprising results out of that yes so um fairfax commonwealth attorney uh steve descano had said that you know he was expecting an indictment from this and that he had even told uh the family of uh the man who was shot uh that he was expecting indictments against this former fairfax uh sergeant um but the jury uh, wound up declining to indict uh, Shiflet on either uh, involuntary manslaughter or reckless discharge of a firearm, um, which, you know, Descano was obviously not pleased about. And, uh, you know, he said he's sort of evaluating his options moving forward. But it was, an, you know, pretty unexpected, um, unexpected, you know, result, especially considering what the charges actually were. Yeah. And keep in mind, again, this officer was, in fact, let go from the Fairfax County Police Department as well. But the grand jury did not did not bring uh, charges uh, in this case. Um, moving on from that story, a couple of things real quick. One, the Elections Department revealed uh, late Friday that uh, they accidentally gave away, I think, basically every voter's um, personal information to a they they gave the state registered voter list to someone who was just looking for uh, vote history for a specific district. Um, <laughs> it's not clear it's not clear if it's everyone's or just the the registered voters for that district. But they gave mm-hmm. gave away personal information. Luckily, the person who received the information went, "Well, wait a minute, this was not what I asked for. This is wrong. <laughs> I don't. I'm not supposed to have this." And the elections department uh, deleted the data. And uh, also uh, retrained their employees, uh, put some new security measures in, and reassigned some tasks. So mm-hmm. hopefully that doesn't happen again. But that that broke late Friday. Um, over the weekend, actually down by my house, um, there was a really really bad uh, fatal accident on Hall Street, um, mm-hmm. not far from where Hall uh, intersects with 288. And now a guy from Amelia is facing numerous charges, including. DUI, DUI manslaughter, driving without a license and driving without insurance. Uh, basically, hmm. um, what police say happened is this guy was uh, weaving in and out of traffic along Hall Street and hit a car that was crossing Hall Street 
uh, to go into what amounts to a shopping center, um, basically mm-hmm. just T-boned the, the vehicle and, and killed a 70-year-old uh, Chesterfield woman and, and injured her passenger. And now this guy hmm. faces faces numerous charges. And in fact, uh, what the uh, Chesterfield police sergeant told me was not only did this accident occur and they could see, obviously, the results of the accident, but numerous witnesses stopped and said, hey, this is what we saw of the guy. And one person had video of the guy waving it out of traffic and provided it to police. Mm. So apparently this guy was just n- not driving sanely at all, um, ac- according to, to what police uh, say they have as, as evidence. Um, and one mm-hmm. final story. This is a, this is a, a nice story that hopefully we can help some people out. Um, <laughs> Maggie L. Walker's, Walker's robotics robot. team. Sorry, we got a little bit of feedback there for a second. Maggie L. Walker's robotics team um, is headed to the world championships in Houston. Uh, great. They qualified. Woo. Um, and you know, good, good for Maggie L. Walker. Um, and, uh, they were getting their bus situation settled and they thought they had the cost down to 1500 a kid. Let me tell you something. That's not cheap. $1,500 a kid. Um, well then their bus had to cancel on them Friday. So they had to spend the entire weekend looking for new buses they got new buses, but now it's even more than fifteen hundred a kid, um, and so they're they're needing help. They're asking for help any way they can uh, to get uh, to defray some of the costs for the students um, mm-hmm. to, to be able to go to the world championships. And uh, let me tell you something. A side note: my son also participates in these robotics things, not for Maggie L. Walker, but for a different uh, school locally. And um, you know, the kids do everything. They build the robots. They move the robots it's not battle bots but it's it's still fun you can get some some really uh Sounds some really close. good accidents yeah yeah it's yeah you, you have some really cool accidents uh out of the field with robots <laughs> slamming into each other and stuff um but uh it's a great opportunity for these kids to go to go to houston and you know if, uh, if you can give uh give to the maggie l walker foundation uh and send it to the robotics team uh they could they could use the help it'll be good for for the kids uh for their trip to houston so Anyways, and, and David knows knows about this because I made him watch my son's robots uh, you know, battle <laughs> battle the other day. So, so anyways, uh, quick uh, quick programming note: uh, tomorrow we will not be doing the live version of this. That's because I've got uh, another doctor's appointment for my knee. It's a lot better, but they have to do some checkup on it. So David is going to be doing his first solo podcast. So we'll we'll see yes. how that goes. Um, and so I will not be doing the, the podcast tomorrow. And Dave, uh, Dave doesn't yet have the capabilities to be able to do it live. So uh, we'll <laughs> have a recorded one. We'll post it and, and get it up on the website and everything. So anyways, for reporter David Lefkowitz, who tomorrow will be host David Lefkowitz, I'm news director Matt Demline. We'll talk to you. Uh, well, he'll talk to you on uh, on Tuesday. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.